Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling I Cannot Recommend This Enough. Oh, sorry. I Cannot Recommend This. All right. Great. Thank you for that. Uh, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Not Good with Matt Rashazi. Um, thanks for checking it out. Thanks for checking another um, edition of the uh, podcast out, another episode, if you will, and I will. Um, if you're new to the show, uh, welcome to it. Uh, this is just a random blabbering podcast. This is a solo one for this week, so it's just me meandering <laughs> and talking about um, just all kinds of stuff. Um, but uh, if you're new to it, I do recommend checking out. We have an offshoot, which is the BBC, which is the best book club, which is our uh, book club that we try to do every month or so whenever we can finish a book. And uh, yeah, so we have the latest episode that came out last week, so check that one out if you haven't. And also our 100th episode, we reached that milestone the episode before that, so check that one out if you've missed those. Um, But yeah, let's get right into it with uh, checking in. This is the checking in segment of the week. Uh, Full disclosure, I am, so this comes out today, it's a Friday, and I recorded this actually about a week and a half ago. Um, and so I am on vacation. No, I wouldn't be on. I'm coming back from vacation from Florida. Um, so today is when I'll actually be back, but I figured I wouldn't have enough time to record another podcast. So recording this one a week and a half ago. So there you go. We're doing some time traveling. Um, yeah. Anyways, checking in some, uh, some new stuff with the show. That's kind of exciting that I kind of teased on the hundredth episode and we just didn't get to it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which happens quite a bit. We're like, stay tuned for this announcement, and then just never announce it. Um, but uh, but sometimes that happens, you know what I mean? Listen, we're, all, we're only human, you know? Uh, but one of those big announcements is that uh, um, we on the show are all going to be doing a uh, 5K, which I know some people, for some people, that's like, you know, an old, they're old hats at that, and that's not even a big deal. But uh, for me, I've never done a marathon, um, and even a 5K, that's like three miles. Um, and so, yeah, so it's a little daunting. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and I used to run all the time, so I've kind of been trying to train and get back into that, which I know a lot of people are like, really, training for a 5K? Well, yes. And who knows? Maybe I'll just walk it, too. Um, and we've all talked on the podcast about, uh, you know, we could possibly just walk it, do a hybrid walk and run. So who knows, you know what I mean? But, uh, I know just me running out, I practiced by running out to the mailbox and, uh, was drenched in sweat. So there you go with that. So it's off to a good start. Uh, no, it's actually, it's looking pretty good. So, um, I'm pumped for that. That's coming up. And then also for show news which is kind of exciting, is we're going to be possibly um, streaming on Twitch and streaming the podcast on Twitch. So now you will have a video component with this audio component, uh, which who knows, that could cost us some some fans. (laughs) That's what those guys look like? Gross. Cool. Um, Yeah, so that could happen. But um, but listen, if you're going to stick with us, please do. You know what I mean? And then, uh, then you can just check that out and maybe we'll have some bonus content on there too, like a little after show or whatever. Who knows? You know, the world's our oyster. Oh, this other thing I was going to say about the 5k, the reason why I'm kind of, uh, I mean, I'm excited about it, but I'm a little apprehensive too, 
is, um, and, and I know this is a way lesser degree, but uh, I had a coworker that did a full-on marathon, and we do them all the time. He'd do them with his wife at the time. And he was talking about how, um, you know, and this I've always heard that after a certain period of running, sometimes people lose control of their muscles or their bodily fluids. And that's what freaks me out is, would I, will I be the first person that do running a three or a three K <laughs> you can tell I'm a big uh, marathon runner. Um, will I be the first person running a 5k that, uh, you know, loses control of his bowels and just poops himself? You know, I hope not. I hope that I don't do that, you know, for everyone's sake. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. So that's the, uh, that's the new news for not good. All right, from there, let's do some random news. This is random news of the week. Um, and this was kind of interesting um, and uh, interesting for more just for bad taste. But an organization in charge of tourism in Regina has apologized for slogans it used as part of a rebranding. Um, so, yeah, so the this was Tim Reed. He's the CEO of Experience Regina which was formerly Tourism Regina. And so um, as part of you know his new unveiling of the new brand, um, they came up with a new, new theme song and some new slogans. Um, and here's a little taste of the, uh, of the theme song and, uh, and the man himself. Regina! That affiliation will always be an undertone that we face. I think we should be proud of our city's name, and I think we should be proud of the city that we live in. And, and for those that, uh, that want to have a moment of humor with it, that's not a bad thing. Uh, embrace it. We're not changing the name of the city of Regina anytime soon. All right, there you go. Is that catchy? Who knows? Um, <laughs> but one thing we do know is that a lot of his uh, slogans, um, two in particular, have uh, caused quite the uproar. Um, and, uh, those ones are, so, uh, as part of the move, you know, to this new tourism Regina, it uh, unveiled several new slogans and Reed confirmed the organization is now apologizing for two of those slogans. One being show us your Regina and the city that rhymes with fun. So there you go. Um, and he said in an apology, uh, I want to start by apologizing on behalf of myself and our team for the negative impact we created with elements of our recent brand launch. Uh, it was clear that we fell short of what's expected from our amazing community with some slogans that we used. So there you go. He took responsibility for the rebranding's failures, um, despite that uh, there were others involved in the process, including stakeholders, agencies, and focus groups. Um, when asked about his future with the organization, Reed said it'll be decided by the organization's owners. Um, and there you go. And he also said that uh, we just went too far. So, yeah. Needless to say, that guy will probably be he'll probably be canned, right? Probably be fired. Um, but he's been he's given entertainment to countless radio and late night TV shows, right? So what a gift. 
moving from there, we go to uh, Netherlands Town. Um, an exotic pet owner is asking residents to keep a lookout for a trio of unusual escaped animals, his pet meerkats. Uh, Jan Noppert said the three meerkats, members of the mongoose family, native to so- uh, southern Africa, escaped from their backyard enclosure in uh, Gravenzande. Uh, Coppert said the animals escaped about two weeks ago and have been spotted on multiple occasions, but always flee the scene before he arrives to attempt a capture. I hope they never get caught. I'll be honest, just you and me and this microphone. I do hope they never get caught. If I was an animal, I would want to be a meerkat. I feel this kinship. I always have. I've always loved the meerkat. The way they just pop out of the ground like that and just look all crazy and then take off. I don't know. I just have always loved the meerkat. And if I was that animal, I'd be the mere mat. Thanks. I'll be here all week. Um, but there you go. Copper said uh, he isn't as concerned about his pet's need for food as the meerkats have been seen eating food left out for them in the neighborhood. He is concerned as their need as food since they're deemed as mighty tasty. <laughs> No, it's obviously not true, but and I don't think that they would taste that good. A meerkat, definitely not as good as a real cat, and I can tell you, no, that's gross too. Um, but there you go with that. So meerkats on the loose. Uh, we go to Idaho. An Idaho man snatched 36 pieces of popcorn out of the air while popping the snack on the stove to break a Guinness World Record. We here at the show love Guinness World Records, so have to bring this this up. It just has to be talked about. Um, this guy popped some popcorn in a pan on a stove and used his hands to catch popping pieces out of the air and placed them on a pan held by his four-year-old son. Rush, this guy, David Rush, managed to catch 36 pieces. We've talked about him in the past. He has broken a lot of Guinness World Records, done it for charity. Uh, STEM education, in fact. But he managed to catch 36 pieces in one minute. Doesn't seem like a lot to me. Uh, The previous record, 34, was set by fellow serial record breaker Ashrita Furman in 2011. So there you go. It was time for him to break it. Uh, Rush credited his son for managing to hold the pan still even when a popcorn kernel flew down his shirt. He also blamed his son for not catching as much as they should have and bringing shame to their entire family. from there we'll go to movies some movies of the week i've gotten a little uh um i don't know i feel like a little pretentious (laughs) sometimes i I like diving into like the art films and the classic films and i feel like sometimes that can come off when i hear other people talking about it my gosh that sounds so you know bougie but maybe not you know it's just like it's just history and it's just uh just old school movies no big deal right um, but, uh, some of the ones that I saw on the Criterion channel, now that's what probably sounds more pretentious. <laughs> no, I actually love that channel. That streaming channel. Cannot recommend that enough. Criterion channel, great classic and art films. Um, check that out. But Louis Bunuel, who I'm a huge fan, surrealist filmmaker. I've been diving into a bunch of his movies. Um, Verdiana, um, is awesome. And it's one that I've seen little pieces of. 
um, over the years, but never actually saw the full thing, and it's really good. Um, it's about this uh, nun who goes to her uncle's place, played by Fernando Rey, um, and finds out that uh, he wants to marry her. And from there, all chaos breaks out. But I can give that a good for sure if you want to check out a Louis Bunuel movie. Another one, The Exterminating Angel, which is about a party that, um, kind of a bourgeois party, they go and they have this dinner party and they're in one room, specifically the dining room, and then they can't leave. For some reason, they're just stuck there and people can't go in to rescue them. Um, and so, you know, people are noticing that they're missing. And so there's police outside the, the building and they're talking about sending people in. But as soon as they do, they just can't enter the house. And it's really just this bizarre tale. But uh, definitely recommend both of those flicks. Um, and I'll be going through the rest of them. Um, so I'll give you my reviews later down, uh, later on down the line, as they say. Um, Women Talking by Sarah Pauly. This is a um, Academy Award winning flick. Um, wanted to check that out. And I'm a big Sarah Pauly fan. Um, and yeah, it's one of those ones. It's a really good movie, but just know that the title is it's full on. It's uh, it's not it's not like false advertising. It is what you think it's going to be. It is women talking, just a bunch of um, characters in a barn talking. But the dialogue is very interesting and actually builds some great suspense. Um, but there you go with that. It's one of those ones that I think um, I know it's based on a book. But I don't know if it was a play. It definitely seems and feels like a play, like a really well-done play. So there you go. Check that out when I'm talking. Um, Also saw a short film, um, My Year of Dicks, that was uh, really good, too. That was up for an Academy Award for Best Short Animated Flick. So that's really good. That's on uh, Hulu, if you want to check that out. Um, Also, I went back to some films that I can just not get enough of. One is Commando. That's on Hulu right now, and if that's ever on TV or on a streaming service, I try to watch it right away because they pull it off pretty quick, um, but cannot recommend Commando enough. It's such a bad, cheesy, bad movie, but so good. Just, um, you know, just nonstop action. Arnold Schwarzenegger, cheesy one lines. Um, yeah, check it out if you haven't. You need to. Um, also, rewatch Looper. Uh, classic Ryan Johnson, if you haven't seen that, uh, from that's the creator and writer of Poker Face. So if you're new to that that uh, director and writer's work, Ryan Johnson, check out Looper for sure. It's a really good sci-fi flick. I uh, rewatched all the ja- John Wick flicks uh, to get ready for um, the new one that's coming out. Um, or actually is out now when you listen to this. Um, but yeah, I'll check that one out. I'm anxiously waiting for that. It is almost three hours, but I'm I'm into that. I kind of I love those movies. So if you're gonna give me basically a movie and a half of a John Wick action movie, I'm all in. So I'll definitely check that out. And also, I've been checking out Buster Keaton's short films. So those are on uh, the Criterion Channel as well. So if you want to check out some old school slapstick comedy. Um, Buster Keaton's the best at it and his short films. I actually, I kind of, you know, obviously Chaplin's great, um, but Buster Keaton, oh, and, uh, and Fatty Arbuckle are, are great too. And Buster started off as Fatty Arbuckle's, uh, um, sidekick. And so there's a bunch of shorts of those guys as well that you can check out that are pretty good. But, uh, there you go. So there, I can recommend those movies 
this week on Rocket. All right, and from there, let's go to some entertainment news, some entertainment news of the week. And we'll start with comic books. So two comic books that I'm loving this week uh, is Vanish Number 5 from Donnie Cates. Donnie Cates is one of my favorite comic book writers. Um, has written a ton of good stuff. Cosmic Ghost Writer is awesome. Um, yeah, and he's just uh, he's he's just and he's written his own stuff too, like God Country, which is really good. Can't recommend that enough. But Vanish is awesome, awesome kind of superhero hybrid and uh and issue five is this great you have our hero who's kind of trapped in this world and you're trying to figure out if it's a fantasy world or if the world that we've seen in the four issues before if that's really the fantasy world um so it kind of turns the tables on you as a reader where you're like whoa you don't know what to tell you know what's what but uh very good and usually i don't like when that happens but he, he did it in such a subtle artful way so check that out donny cates vanish number five and then going to dc i gotta give all my love to dc i haven't seen the new shazam yet um but it's just because of you know time but i want to and uh so i plan to see that soon um but yeah back from vacation so i'll be able to check that out uh but this issue number 53 of catwoman is uh <clears throat> quite a good issue and this is basically catwoman is hiding out in prison uh this is from the rise and revenge story arc part three and so there you go from that story by tina howard or teeny howard so there you go i'm sure either way i butchered that name but check that out catwoman issue number 53 from there, we go to the Goldbergs. So this story, we reported last year um, that uh, you know Jeff Garland was fired from the show, and he was written off the show um, after investigations into misconduct were coming out on set. And uh, this came out according to his former television wife, Wendy McClendon Covey. Um, his exit couldn't have come fast enough. Uh, she said that was a long time coming and that it finally happened. It was like, okay, finally someone's listening to us. She uh, revealed this on Andy Cohen's Sirius XM show. But then she declined to speak about the behind-the-scenes issues any further, saying, I'm exhausted by that topic and the PTSD of it all. I feel like the less people know, you know, the better. No one benefits from knowing anything. All right. There you go on that. Um and from there, in some relatable entertainment news, uh, 16-year-old daughter of filmmaker Sofia Coppola and Phoenix frontman Thomas Mars, and granddaughter, of course, of Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Romy Mars, is going viral. So she was in a TikTok video shared to Twitter um, that basically shared that she's at home testing out her cooking skills. And she was doing this because she says, quote, I'm making a vodka sauce pasta with... And I'm doing this because I'm grounded because I tried to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland on my dad's credit card because I wanted to have dinner with my camp friend. Well, we've all been there. I mean, listen, 
Who hasn't gotten in trouble for that exact same reason? You know? I mean, come on. That just happens. Uh, she also mentions in that video, my parents' biggest rule is like, I'm not allowed to have any public social media accounts. Here's why, she says. And she showed her dad's Grammy for the 2009 album Wolfgang, Amadeus Phoenix. Uh, they don't want me to be a Nepo kid, a Nepo baby. But TikTok is not going to make me famous, so it doesn't matter. And that, of course, um, comes, you know, even after that, uh, the video has been viewed well over a million times. So there you go. That is your random entertainment news for the week. All right, and TV. Let's go to some TV news, uh, TV reviews, actually. I got a bunch of them. I've been, uh, you know, sometimes when we do the podcast with all of us together, you know, with Brett and Clark, we get sidetracked so much. It's uh, we don't end up going through a ton of the shows uh, that we've all been checking out. But I've been watching a ton the past few weeks, um, and most recently too, Swarm, which is um, an awesome, awesome show, um, and it is about the, you know, it is directly linked and tied to Beyonce. You know, the Swarm being all the fans. Um, that uh, kind of like Beyonce has. It's a fictitious story, but it's about you know the connections to Beyonce. You know how Beyonce's fans would basically, if you made fun of her, same with Taylor Swift, if you made fun of her or disparaged her in any way, the fans will come at you. And uh, um, that is exactly what happens in this. You have a fictitious character and... Um, uh, you have a fan that that is a it's a serial killer TV show, and she goes out to basically um, kill anyone that doesn't like her favorite artist. Um, so there you go. It's pretty intense. Uh, this is Donald Glover's show, um, and it's uh, a lot. He says it's in the universe of Atlanta, and it is. If you like, you know, the artistic. Um, direction and storytelling in Atlanta, you're going to love this. And it's more like those kind of standalone episodes that they would do. And they would go into a lot of horror elements. Um, and this is, you know, this definitely does that. But it follows this uh, young gal, Dre, and she's a woman who's obsessed with a, you know, pop star. And so, um, yeah, it is... Uh, it is pretty pretty nuts, and the pop star, the name is Nija, um, and that's the pop star who Dre idolizes and will basically kill anyone. Um, you know, people will often ask, like, who's your favorite artist? She'll ask that, and if it's not the answer she's looking for, you won't make it out of the room alive. So there you go with that. Um, Lucky Hank, which is the new Bob Odenkirk show, I just checked out the pilot, love the pilot, I think it's awesome. He's in great form as a uh, college professor who wants to get fired but can't. Uh, so, yeah, pretty pretty hilarious. Definitely check that out. Um, on ID and Discovery Plus, if you want um, if you want to watch three hours of the most depressing, sad stuff you've ever seen, then you should see uh, Jared from Subway. So there you go. That's on uh, 
It's Jared from Subway Catching a Monster, and that's on ID and Discovery Plus right now. It's three episodes, and it is, uh, yeah, so crazy. You, you're hearing the there was a woman that was trying to catch Jared for so long in the act and trying to get kind of evidence and damaging evidence, and so it was recording all of her phone conversations with him. So all these phone conversations, you're seeing you know, they're subtitling it and you're hearing his voice say these just vile, horrible things. It is, yeah, very disturbing. So, you know, I actually, it's tough because it's like, it's, it's interesting, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird to recommend that because it's just so, so terrible and so awful. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then from there we go to, um, we talked about poker face, uh, the final episode aired, you know, setting up the second season. I think that's going to be great. Um, I thought that was a fantastic first season. If you haven't seen Poker Face, Tasha Leone, Ryan Johnson, who we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, definitely check that out for sure. Perry Mason, three episodes in and loving the second season. It's all new showrunners and executive producers, but uh, so far it's pretty good. My kind of gripe about it is that I did like the first season a lot. And they do this thing where basically the, you know, spoiler alert. So if you don't want to find out the thing that I hate, <laughs> then uh, just tune out for the next maybe 20 seconds. But uh, basically the woman who he saves at the end of the first season, she kills herself at the beginning of the second season. So you kind of have this, I have this feeling of like, what was the whole first season for? If all of a sudden they're just going to erase it. I get that it might have been maybe an executive producer thing. Since it's new executive producers, they're like, no, we want to reset and make this all our own. But it was still kind of like, I don't know, I invested so much time in that other one. (laughs) But it's still, this one's good. And that first season was great too. So Perry Mason, if you haven't seen that, check it out. And finally, from there, let's go to advice. This is the advice segment of the week. If you have any advice, comments, or questions, please feel free to reach out, as always, to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And we'll try to read your advice, question, or comment on a future episode of the show. This one, a woman writes, Is it wrong to is it wrong not to, to accommodate niece's fear of dogs? So she's got a niece, um, and a lot of people accommodate the anxiety-prone teen who's a terif- who is terrified of dogs, um, but she would rather not do that anymore. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Is it your? It's your daughter? No, no, no. Oh, it's your niece. Yeah, you're fine. If it's just your niece, bring on the trauma then. <laughs> Listen, her parents are going to be the ones that are going to have to pay for therapy, not you. I think you're good. You're good on this one. It's like when you have kids, um, you know, you have your brother or sister's kids come over and you're watching them for a little bit and you're watching some TV, some cartoons, and you're just loading them up with candy and sugar 
and uh, then you're just sending them off back to your brother and sister's house. It's fine. You don't have to deal with the repercussions of that. Uh, no, I mean, listen, I think they're terrified of the dog. I think you explain, if I was giving a serious answer, you explain to the kid, listen, that's you have nothing to be afraid of, um, you know, to a degree. You should always have, like, a little bit of fear, I feel like, with animals. Um, a respectful, you should be respectful of the animal. Because sometimes you do hear those stories of dogs, you know, all of a sudden kind of having a little snapping moment and then biting on something. You know, cats too, when they claw you, they're not declawed. They just rip at your uh, clavicle. <laughs> clavicle. That's not a word you get to say much. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, going from clavicles, let's go to um, someone writes in, does solo home purchase mean that his girlfriend isn't committed. This guy says that uh, his girlfriend bought a home and uh, it's you know the partner of two years and he thinks that it means that she doesn't believe in their relationship. Now, and I don't know. I see that and I hear that and I feel like don't read too much into this. Um, oh, wait, is the house in a different country? Okay, maybe start reading into things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be you might be in a little bit of trouble potentially i don't know don't sweat it i think it's fine um and uh yeah and actually in, in realness too in real in reality if you will um yeah again it's it's one of those things unless you're specifically told that um don't don't jump don't jump into the deep end and think that that's the that that's what's going on here you know what i mean um I always assume positive intent. That's that's the big thing. Um, so there you go. Uh, another person writes in, she doesn't want her ex's fiance at their kids' events. So this woman initiated a, a divorce that she had with this guy a few years ago. But she now feels betrayed when her ex brings his fiance to their kids' events. Well... I don't know. I think just don't invite them then, <laughs> right? <laughs> or just, you know, if you want them there, just know, because unfortunately that's, you know, and you're the one that initiated the the divorce, you know what I mean? Like the guy's going to be moving on with his life. Um, so it's one of those things where you got to all, we all have to come together, you know what I mean? In perfect harmony, or maybe not perfect harmony, in, in just subtle tolerance of each other. And there you go. You'll be fine on that. Um, this one is crazy. Uh, um, <laughs> this guy writes in and said, uh, a brother has been billing him and his wife for dinner that he's hosted. Um, so there you go. So this guy went to his brother's house where he was like, yeah, come on over. We're going to have this dinner. It's going to be great. And then afterwards, he gave everybody that was at this dinner a bill <laughs> for that for said dinner. <laughs> That's a perfect move. Uh, I'm going to bring over snacks to the next podcast and ask everybody for $30 when I leave. <laughs> oh, did I not tell you? Yeah, you got to pay for everything. Um, yeah, including microphones um, and company. But speaking of something you'll never have to pay for, that's not good. And there you go. This has been another episode of Not Good. Thanks for checking it out. And again, uh, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That is notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in a week, of course. Um, 
Also, again, you know, I thank them every week, but their music is so great. Special thanks to the Unis and Nalo, of course. Oh, and also we've got brand new episodes of Ghost Hunters starting, starting, get a hard T in starting, uh, premiering Thursday, April 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Travel Channel and streaming on Discovery+. Plus. There, there you go with that. The first episode on Thursday, April 6th will be Dead Man Walking. And uh, there you go. That is with special guest Chandler Riggs of The Walking Dead. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for checking out another edition of Not Good. Uh, we'll see you in a week. I love you.